Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield. Beat Dwight Ellett. And waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. More in motion. They get it to him. More in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. More. Touchback. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey. The other way. Marcus Bailey. Punctuates this upset with a pick six. It is Wednesday night. It's December 7th, 2022. Can't believe we're in the final month of 2022, but here we are. I'm Tanner Lee along with one of my co-hosts, Evan Webb, coming at you. We didn't know when we were going to record a podcast this week. We were waiting on some news to drop, and unfortunately today is the day that the news we all, I think, saw coming but didn't want to believe it finally dropped that is uh, Purdue head football coach Jeff Brom is no longer going to be the head football coach at Purdue University. He is leaving for his alma mater Louisville on what was reported a six-year $35 million deal. So the roads, it always seemed like they were going to lead to Louisville. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Yeah, it was something that, I mean, going back to 2018 – you know, he, Brom had been the coach for two years. You know, he turned him down, which we, you know, was a miracle kind of even at the time. At the time, it was like, God, if he leaves now, like, we're back to square one. You know, we had had a little bit of success, but, you know, it was there was no foundation whatsoever. You know, we, Rondell Moore had had an amazing season. I mean, we didn't have the season. It wasn't, I mean, we had some amazing moments, you know, the Ohio State win. Um, but we also had, you know, there was some, you know, we ended up going six and seven that year, including a blowout loss to Auburn. I was like, God, you know, just don't leave now. Like, you got to build more. And then he he came back. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, but then it was kind of like, okay, if he leaves, it's going to be for Louisville. And, you know, we had some down years and then now some success. And then kind of going to the year, we thought, man, they're, they're looking for a reason to get rid of Satterfield. And sure enough, the what the dam broke yesterday when it was announced that Satterfield was going to Cincy. Um, so it's Wisconsin's on fault. On Monday. Oh, Monday, Monday, yes. So it's Wisconsin's yeah. fault that uh, this is all happening because they could have just hired Leonard and everything would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, and if you go back to 2018, it was between the bucket game and the bowl game, Yep. which um, he was contemplating going to Louisville, and that's when Purdue rose, rose the money a little bit, and he stayed mm-hmm. at – at Purdue, and you know, I was thinking last night to myself, even though last night I had a pretty good feeling he was going this time mm-hmm. around, but I was thinking to myself, I was right, uh, going through some pros and cons, just thinking of having a few crazy thoughts while I couldn't sleep at night. And then I recalled back in 2018, shortly after he decided to come back to Purdue, he was doing an interview with a Louisville radio station, and they asked him if it was hard for him to tell his dad that he wasn't going to Louisville, and he broke down mm-hmm. emotionally. And I had forgotten about that till last yeah. night. Right when I remembered that, I'm like, "Yeah, he's going." I said, "There's, yeah. there's no, there's no chance he's telling them no twice." Yeah, especially when you hear rumors that you know his dad is really pulling at him to, I mean, to come home. I mean, and I can't blame him at all. I mean, that's the thing. I think, and hopefully, a lot of Purdue fans have the same sentiment. As like, I mean, I don't really blame him. It's not like he did what, you know, he didn't really do like a a Satterfield thing where he just got up and left or, you know, Bobby Petrino or, you know, some of these guys who just up and leave. A Tommy program. Tuberville. That was about the Tommy worst one I've yeah. ever heard of. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of something that we all thought was coming eventually. 
Um, I mean, I don't think unless Purdue was going to pay him like top, you know, top billing money, which obviously is not something that he's really worth at Purdue. I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, he's not like he's Nick Saban out here. Um, I mean, but I don't, I don't know if there's really a whole lot of money that could have made him stay. I mean, again, it's his family's obsessed with Louisville. He's from Louisville. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like the roles were reversed and, you know, we had a coach that was coaching somewhere um, that was maybe kind of a sidestep job. It's like, we'd be hoping he could come home or even something that we'd all would want to do, whether it's in our own personal lives of, you know, eventually we all kind of find our way back home. Um, so I can't blame him at all. Thad Mooney on Facebook says in the immortal words of Michael Scott, nobody panic. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, has it been 2018? Absolutely. But I think, I mean, kind of what we're going to talk about here is, I mean, he's, he's left Purdue in such a better place than what he found. I mean, it was hard to make it really worse. Um, but I feel a lot more confident now than I did had we had to do this dance in 2018. Yeah, it just the timing of it just sucks. Um, yeah. I know on the podcast we had been doing, we'd been getting asked by people if Jeff Brown was going to be the coach of Purdue in 2023. And I was fairly confident because I'm like, I don't think Louisville's getting rid of Satterfield. But like you mentioned, didn't see Fickle going to Wisconsin, didn't see Cincinnati opening up, didn't see Cincinnati as a place where they would be even interested in Scott Satterfield. Mm-hmm. But here we are. I mean, I, I think that was a good jump for Satterfield. I, he wasn't liked down in Louisville by a lot of mm-hmm. their fans. And Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 next year, and they've had a lot of success lately. So I think that was a good move by him to get out when he could. Um, but right when we saw that news Monday morning, I'm like, oh, here we go again. And right then I kind of knew, yeah, this Bromwatch 2.0 is going to go by quicker. Well, at least we were hoping it would go by quicker than the last one, and it probably won't end up in Purdue's favor. And, and that's what we found out today when ESPN broke the news right around noon. Mm-hmm. Um but now is the interesting part really begins. You know, what staff members is he going to be taking with him? His brother, Brian Brom, who's the office coordinator for Purdue, was named the interim head coach for Purdue's bowl game, which we haven't even talked about that at all. The Purdue's going to be playing the Citrus Bowl on January 2nd against Brian Kelly, Florida Notre mm-hmm. Dame coach, and his LSU Tigers. Um, can't think the Citrus Bowl is probably really happy right now because no. uh, Purdue's going to have an interim head coach, and who knows what the roster is going to look like. Uh, who knows if guys will play in the bowl. Will Charlie jo- Jones and Aiden O'Connell sit out? I think Aiden will play, but will Charlie sit out? I don't know. Um, yeah. What guys are going to enter into the transfer pool f- portal from now till then? Um, you know, Purdue's rumored to have quite a few guys that are potentially going to jump in that portal, but you would think they're going to wait to see who the new head coach is going to be mm-hmm. before they do that. But and of those transfer guys or of the guys on the roster, who's Jeff Brom going to try to take with him down to Louisville? Yeah. So a lot of unanswered questions right now to figure out in pretty short time. Yeah, and it was, I mean, when you go back to 2016, even 2017, um, really, I mean, even 2018, you know, Brom brought a lot of guys from Western Kentucky in terms of players, and we were all kind of like, hey, great. You know, these, are, these guys are upgrades for what we have currently, and that we may see the other side of that right now. I mean, obviously they've got – well, I mean, they've had on paper, you know, probably one of the best recruiting classes committed uh, Louisville-wise that they've had maybe even ever, um, you know, top 20 class um, – no, they had a running their five star running back decommit today, but you know, I mean, I, you, you'd think maybe he may not need to do that as much. I don't know, but like, 
there's some guys on this team. Obviously, I think some is obviously some of it's going to happen. You expect it, but there's some guys that you just hope and pray that <laughs> some guys stay in the golden black. Oh sure, I mean thinking off the top of my head, Devin Mockaby's one you mm-hmm. want to make sure stays. Brady Na- Brady Allen's one you want to make sure stays. He's a lot of your younger guys. Yeah, he's probably number one on my list. A lot of your younger guys, even though there's Michael Limo right there, not as right. young, but um, it'll be interesting. I mean, and maybe there's some players on the team that weren't big fans of Jeff Brom and now we're going to stay yeah. that we're looking to leave. Um, and and, there's, whoever, and there's, I saw some rumors, I mean, message boards. So who knows? Say right. right, there were some guys that potentially were going to leave if he stayed because right. you know, some guys just weren't fans, which I mean, you're going to have both sides of that, but right. yeah, it's, uh, it's it'll be interesting. And whoever Purdue gets to be their next head coach, maybe he brings some of his guys. Mm-hmm. You got to think he's got to bring a lot of his own staff, which um, I am going to pull something here from golden black on, uh, from on three, if you're not a subscriber on there, I uh, Now's the time to do it. <laughs> recommend doing so. It's a it's a dollar, literally a yeah, dollar. You're a not going to get not going to get a lot of uh, better value than that. Um, but let's see here uh, if I can find it. Um, of course, now I'm not going to be able to find what. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like I mean. Yeah, they staffers. Taking... They said that they think that will take pretty much the entire offensive staff. So mm-hmm. running backs, coach Chris Barkley, tight end coach Ryan Wallace, wide receiver Garrick, Garrick McKee, O-line coach Dale Williams, quarterback Brian Brom, which that's the one I'm like, okay, if he's going, then why is he the interim right. head coach? Right. Uh, then on defense, Ron English probably going. Uh, not sure about David Elson, linebacker coach. Uh, Mark Hagan has been invited to go, but will he go? Not sure. If he stays, he'll probably call the defense in the bowl game if English leaves. Uh, and according to Don, Tom Deanhart of um, Black of GoldenBlack.com, he thinks Hagen probably should have been named the interim head coach. I would agree. But he was the one out of any coach that I thought probably would be the most likely one to stay. I mean, he's not really. I mean, his name's been thrown out there of like you know, if Brom leaves, should we name him head coach? But I feel like Hagen's not a guy who's really. He says strike as a guy who really wants to be a head coach. I mean, he's had his opportunities to do it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, even be like. I, I mean, he's never even been much of as much of like a the sole defensive coordinator, at least if I'm not mistaken. Even down when he was at Texas, he was more of a positions he's coach, a, an associate head coach. Yeah, an associate head coach. So it's like I feel like he maybe just, he just maybe just loves to coach positions and recruit. I mean, he's from Indi- he's from Indiana. I mean, obviously Louisville's not far at all. I mean, as right. we as we know, um, but I mean, you know, he's I think he's from Carmel, so he's an hour away right now at Purdue. So. Um, he's one I really hope doesn't leave on the yeah. staff just because he's done tremendous, he's done a tremendous job recruiting on the defensive end for us. Right, right. So, and going back to Jeff Brom, um, it's kind of crazy now to look back on it. And, and it, it went through my mind Saturday when we were at Lucas Oil. We we mm-hmm. were both lucky enough to attend the Big Ten Championship, which was a great. Oh, you're lucky you got one of those shirts. I went to try to get one at halftime in my section. They were packed up already. So, oh yeah, I, I got it. I, we I we went to one. the convention center beforehand and. They had some there. They had them before the game. They had them throughout the first quarter. I should have just grabbed one. I, I was like, oh, halftime, if I can get yeah. up there, there, there won't be much for the line. But they were already packed up, So, uh, which was great atmosphere, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully Purdue will get there again someday because that was a blast. Mm-hmm. The game was really fun for a half. And then mm-hmm. like some some costly turnovers and, and just Michigan's overall talent yeah. rising to occasion uh, came out in the second half. But it's crazy, with all that said, it's crazy to go back and think – Jeff Brown's first game as uh, Purdue head coach was in Lucas Oil, and his last game as Purdue head yeah, coach was in Lucas true. Oil. So, 
I mean, he did he did what he set out to do when he took the mm-hmm. job in 2016. That was bring some respect back to Purdue football. He definitely did that. He got the four bowl games out of six years, got him to a Big Ten championship game, ranked uh, even though it was for only a week, got him ranked for one week. Uh, that hadn't been done since 2007. Uh, got him that, that week was last year in, in 2021. He upset three teams that were ranked in the top three at that time, upset some other ranked teams along the way. So it gave us a lot of some memories that will definitely – last for a for a lifetime as a Purdue football fan and one of the better coaches in Purdue football history. I mean, six years in, in nowadays in the landscape of college football, that's a pretty good amount of time to stay at one place. But um, like you said, I wish you could have held on for another year or two or really six more years, but I think we yeah. all knew when the Louisville job was coming up, he was going to go. And so he's back home. We'll see how he does at Louisville. He's probably going to have some more NIL money to work with. There's a lot of booze and yeah. pony money down there. And yep. they are one of the remaining Adidas schools. So that's a factor. And really, if you look at this 12-team playoff that's going to expand, that the NCAA is going to expand to here in two years, Louisville might have an easier road to get there. Um, you yeah. ten, go 10-2, ten and two, they probably put you in. Um, Ray Davis has a name here on Facebook. I have not seen. I have not seen. Uh, Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. I can't stand Tommy Reese as the player, but he is a pretty good play caller at Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that that's would, a name I have not even didn't even occur to me. Yeah, I, I gotta think Mike Bobinski's probably gonna go for an experienced head coach, even if it's somebody that's an up and coming head coach, mm-hmm. just based on his track record at Georgia Tech and at. At Purdue and, and Xavier, I know Xavier doesn't have football, but he made some basketball hires while he was there. Throw out Josh Pasture at at Georgia Tech, that was a whole different situation. Right. But so I don't know. There's been a lot of names thrown out there today. I think it's all just speculation. You got to think if Mike Bobinski really saw this coming, that he's had a list oh, behind, yeah. behind the scenes and put some feelers out there, maybe um, doing some back work. Um, because it sounds like, I mean, according to Golden Black. Uh, this almost happened last year, but Louisville's yeah. was, uh, administration wouldn't pull the trigger on getting rid of Satterfield. Then the AD quit and they got a new AD now. So it almost happened last year after the season. Yeah. I mean, as we kind of saw, um, it was over the summer, you know, Braun was down in Louisville yeah. uh, for an event. And there's, I mean, there was that whole thing that I, mean, I didn't take, I mean, obviously now, you know, hindsight, it was, you know, it's like, Oh, it was so obvious, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things like, I mean, He's also he he knows the media. He's a coach. He knows how to play the media. It's like what's like what's he gonna say down there to a place that he loves? It's like you're never gonna shut the door on an opportunity because you just never know what's gonna happen. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, I say I can't fault him at all. Um. You know what he's done for the program has been incredible. I mean, what what we experienced, you know, as students at the end of the Danny Hope era. As much as we like Danny as a you know as a, as a person, and I know you got to you got to work for mm-hmm. him as as a manager. Um. To the debacle that was the Daryl Hazel era, like. It really just that first season, like we you know, we were just hoping, just God, if we won four games, it would have been like, okay, this is something. Like we've got about half the total that Daryl Hayes got in, in four years, so we're, mm-hmm. we're cooking. And then we go to a, a bowl, and not only go to a bowl, we win a bowl, and it was fun. You know, Ross A became packed again. Mm-hmm. Um, you even think that first year, like the Ohio game, I wasn't, I wasn't able to go to it, but like I mean, running trick plays and just it was just exciting football to watch. You go to year two, we beat Ohio state at home, beat them like a drum, you know, get Rondell Moore, you get guys like George Karloftis, David Bell into the mm-hmm. program and have legit superstars, not just like stars, like, you know, a Taylor Stubblefield or John Sanford pretty wise, but like legit college football stars that and people are tuning into to watch every weekend. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he, he brought us to another level that we, you know, hadn't experienced in a long time and then obviously capped it off with, you know, a, a Big Ten championship appearance, which was, you know, what he said he was going to do, and he did it. Yeah. Um, a few other things have kind of come out today that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I get it. Uh, another thing that um, Golden Black kind of released today was the Brom family wasn't doing a very good job of making keeping their attentions for where they wanted to be. Uh, behind closed doors this year it sounded like it wasn't jeff himself but family members were telling people around the community that they were going to be going to louisville so oh, i didn't see that yeah it was that was actually on their um uh it was on their youtube channel but alan and brian and tom did a show this afternoon um, okay. so go check that out i think they got the audio forum up on the podcast wherever you listen to you wherever you're listening to this at you can listen to that after you're done listening to us ramble but they pretty so they pretty much said you know the tensions were out there that Family members were were not hiding the fact that they wanted to go home, so yeah, um, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like you said, I'm not I'm not mad at him. No. I understand, uh, but I, I am sad. Um, yep. I'm just I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little yep. worried of how this is all going to play out because we're in the era of the transfer portal, mm-hmm. early signing day, early signing periods on the 21st, two weeks from today. So you got to try to keep as many of of these recruits of the recruiting class home if you can. And then you mm-hmm. got to try not to lose too many guys in the transfer portal or guys that are out there. You got to convince to come. So, right. so logistically speaking, when do you think Purdue needs to try to have a coach? Cause you don't want to rush a coaching search either. Right. You want to make sure you get the right yeah. guy. But I mean, when do they, when do you, in your mind, do you, they have to have a coach announced? I think by the end of the weekend, I do too. I, th- I think you have to, I mean, again, if, Babinski's not an idiot, and neither no. is like. I mean, if this was supposedly like a thing that could have happened last year, like you know damn well that Babinski's had like, even if it was just like things like, hey, you know, you know what's going on. Like, if we lose them, you know, we want your guy or we want to talk to your guy, like stuff like that. Um, you got to think, and the, I mean, in today's age, like these guys don't need to get on a plane and fly to West Lafayette um, to to have an interview. I mean, you can at least have initial interviews you know, over the phone or over zoom or whatever it is. Like there's, I mean, a lot of the stuff can be expedited pretty quickly um, just because of technology and where we're at. And, and plus everybody knows too. I mean, like all these coaches know that this is just, I mean, and Babinski too, he's, he's lived in this world for a long time. So I, uh, I think, I think it can move pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Indeed. Uh, a lot of names getting floated out there right now. Um and like you said, I think by the end of the weekend, because um, I've seen some people say ne- at, at this time next week, at the latest, at the yeah. very latest, because you're just wasting time. Um, well, isn't it? Isn't there something too? And I, I, I could have looked this up, and I just haven't. But there was something about like because Purdue is like a public and state university, yeah. you have to have the job posted for like a certain yeah. amount of time before you can, um, like internally, before you can have it available to outside hires, which I don't know if I believe that in the world of college athletics. Yeah, I think but. it's got to be posted, but I'm not sure if you like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, I know. Yeah, there's something to that. I, I'm I'm too lazy to look into it too. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, we've seen a lot of candidates thrown out there. Um, friend of the podcast and the host of the Full Steam Ahead podcast, Adam Bartels. Hope he doesn't mind this sharing, me sharing this, but I am Adam. So uh, he's saying a source is telling him that Pat Narduzzi, who's the coach at Pittsburgh, could be a legit candidate. Huh. What are your thoughts on that? I haven't heard. I, had, I, I did see year? that on the message boards today. Uh, well, they lost Kenny Pickett. 
and their number one uh, wideout went to USC. But they still, I think, did that okay true. this year. I think they're bowling. Um, but let's let's look up a little information about Pat. Why we're why we're here. And the thing uh, I think I mean that we're producing a better spot now is like you can go out and hopefully get like if you want if if that's the route Vince wants to go in terms of like an experienced head coach and you can go out and get a power five guy whereas right. in 2016 you had you essentially had to go you know you know um, you know Mac level co- type right. of coach because there's just no way that I mean Purdue was probably the worst Big Ten job at the at at that point in time um, just from a pure results standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, I think you can argue, you know, fan support, resources, all that stuff that would make it a better job. But at the time, we were probably the losingest program in that four-year stretch, probably by a pretty wide, wide margin. It, it, Pat Narduzzi, he's a, more of a defensive head coach. Um, he does have some Big Ten experience. He was defensive coordinator at Michigan State from 07 through 2014. Okay. He's been head coach at Pitt ever since 2015. He's a 61 and 41 overall coaching record, one and four in bowl games. They did win the ACC championship last year. He they also won their division last year and in 2018. Um, he's making 3.2 million dollars. Okay, so gotta I think mean, Purdue could uh, offer more than that. Yeah, and that's a. I mean that record, I'll take. You know, I think I would take that. Obviously, playing in the ACC championship last year and. And correct me, he would have played in the Big Ten Championship too. Then with with or he they would have coached it with Michigan State because they went they made a yes. couple in that time too. Uh-huh. Uh, did they make the college football playoff in that time span too? He would have been. I think they did in fifteen. He would have been at Pitt by then. Okay, okay. But they because I think they made the Big Ten Championship in thirteen and fifteen, if I'm not mistaken, okay. off the top of my head. Uh, Ray Davis wanted to know if any NFL assistants uh, with college experience. Ooh, man, I'm sure there are. Um, I have not heard any NFL names yet, but I've heard some names that are currently college coaches or assistant coaches who have some NFL experience. Bill O'Brien's mm-hmm. name's getting thrown around out there. Uh, that would that would be a splashy hire. That would. They'll definitely, you know, make the front page of ESPN most likely and all that he, stuff. I he, mm. I got mixed feelings. He did very yeah. well at Penn State in those two short years he was there because that was a dumpster fire of all dumpster fires when he had to take over and he mm-hmm. did pretty well there. Did not do well with the Houston Texans. Was fine as the OC at New England. It's doing fine as the OC at Alabama, but how hard is that? Right. Um, I mean, that is OC, one thing about Saban, the best, though. The best NFL head coach, and you're the OC yeah. for the best college football head coach ever. So. Yeah. Uh, Saban, though, does go out and try to get his guy's job. So he's probably, yeah, he does. he's probably you know, vouching for him. But my, not only is Bill O'Brien, he can really be a jerk. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of head coaches probably can't behind closed doors. We just got to see it on hard knocks. Um, but my concern with him is if he had a lot of success right away, I think he jumps to the He's gone. to a bigger job <laughs> or the NFL. Yeah. Because so, NFL could come knocking for him again. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Boiler Max says no NFL coaches. Yeah. A uh, few other names we've seen. Troy Calhoun's name pop up. He's Air Again. Force coach. Uh, he was interviewed back when Brom got the job in 2016. That's the only reason I'm thinking people are connecting the dots there. Um, we've seen some other names. We've seen uh, Helton, who is the current. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. His first name. He's the current uh, head coach at Western Kentucky. They do put up some points, but it's like, do we want to do that again? Yeah. Um, he is a young, younger, up and coming head coach. Um, uh, what other names have we seen out there, Webby? I've I've seen a whole. Bunch. I mean, we've seen a name that Purdue fans will know, uh, Kevin Sumlin. 
I yeah. mean, he, he hasn't been, he hasn't coached in a while. Obviously, I mean, he was um, at Texas A&M for a while and actually had a, had a better record than I remember. I know he, he kind did, of did okay it very there. well. And then went to Arizona, it was kind of oh, it was a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire, which kind of gives me pause just because, yeah. I mean, granted, like, he's a Purdue guy. He knows what it takes to win at Purdue, which I'm not even sure if I 100% buy that whole thing of, like, oh, getting one of our guys who know how to win. It's like, just get the right – just get a good guy. I don't really care right. if they have ties or not. Um, but – Boiler yeah. Max kind of kind of saying what I'm thinking here. Helton is a poor man's Jeff Brown. We can't do better than another W. That's kind of it. I feel like we, I think we can go kind of shoot higher for yeah. them than I don't know what conference Western Kentucky's in anymore. I think um, they're still in the Conference USA. Conference USA. Okay, I think we can yep. go look. I think we should be able to get a Power Five guy and offer because again, and I get I get it. Like we're not Michigan, we're not Ohio State, we're not Penn State. You know, we're not Wisconsin, but it's like the Big Ten is, is, is one of the best conferences of coach yeah. football and because especially now with the, the new TV deals, like that was kind of the one thing I was like, okay, well, you know, if, if Brom's thinking about this logically, you know, is Purdue the better job just because, you know, of that, all that's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be happening. Um, but again, it, when it comes to family and home, like it's hard to, you know, logic sometimes can go out the window, but it's like, that could be a very big draw for Purdue. It was like, you know, Hey, you're going to have a lot more resources and salary or in nine seven, like we're going to have a lot more resources available. And, you know, when, you know, college football, as we know, implodes and there's two conferences like Purdue's going to be within that group because of the Big Ten. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, a lot of the um, national talking heads today were saying they think Purdue's a better job than Louisville. But I think so too. It was the factor of going home. Yeah. Um, that we've talked about in nauseum, really. Um, yeah. Looking at uh, some other candidates here, that Golden Black put out there. I mean, one that I do like is the, the Wake Forest head coach. That's one that has gives me a lot of yeah, Dave Clawson. Yeah. Yep. He's 55 years old. He's been at Wake Forest since 2014, but mm-hmm. he's done a really good job there. Yeah. Um, he would not be a bad one. No, I mean, he's done well. And I, get, I think it's kind of a similar position to Purdue. Like he's not getting, you know, top tier talent to come to the game. Cause again, if you're, if you're top tier talent going to the ACC, you're probably going to Clemson, maybe even North Carolina. I don't know. I mean, North Carolina is definitely a bigger brand than Wake Forest, but he's done a really good job. Um, so he's definitely one that I, I, Mm-hmm. When I read the list, he was one that was probably near the top. Uh, Willie Fritz, Tulane head coach, what makes me pause about him, he's already 62 years old. I mean, did, yeah. a, did an unbelievable job at Tulane this year, going from 10 losses last year to 10 wins this year. That's mm-hmm. incredible. I don't care where you coach at. Um, Boiler Max says uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois. No, let me start off. <laughs> Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois will eat off this roster like a buffet plate if this is a week higher. No, they, they has got to nail this higher mm-hmm. on the head. I mean, we cannot afford to take steps backwards. Going to have a tough schedule as is next year, so got to keep the momentum going. Um, Tyson Helton was Helton's first name. Yes, yeah, he's Tyson. Forty. He's forty-five. Western Kentucky's head coach. I think he was. I think he was, he was the youngest coach that I was looking at. Um, Charles like, Huff from Marshall. He's thirty-nine. Okay. Um, I didn't even see his name. So, Joe Moorhead, Akron's head coach. He's forty nine. He was the backup plan supposedly. If Brom said no in twenty sixteen, he was Penn oh. State's offensive coordinator at the time. But since then, he got fired at Mississippi State. Now he's at Akron. Uh, I don't know. I don't think yeah. that would ignite the fan base too much. Uh, Matt Campbell, Iowa State, forty three. Real hot name. A couple years ago, has kind of yeah. faded off a little bit. I think he's got a big buyout though. Um, Chris Creighton, they mentioned 53 from Eastern Michigan. I would not be thrilled with that. Uh, 
Mike Elko, Duke head coach, 45. He's done fine at Duke, but once again, mm-hmm. um, we talked about Bill O'Brien. Um, Dan Mullins, an interesting one that's been, I've heard, kind of named out there, but yeah. he's an ESPN analyst now, formerly was with Mississippi State and Florida. Uh, he didn't do a very good job recruiting in Florida, though. And if you can't recruit at Florida, how are you going to recruit at West Lafayette? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Garrett Riley's been a hot commodity. He's the office coordinator at TCU. He's only 33 years old. Oh, wow. He's really young, but I know he's a lot of people's kind of number one on their on their wish wish list which which speaking of thad mooney just responded how about riley from tcu keeps the offensive guys on the roster and the recruits interested with his offensive scheme um i mean if they could land him he'd be impressive one he does he doesn't have any head coaching experience he is young so he could definitely use this job to propel himself somewhere else but i guess you worry about that Mm -hmm. when the time comes that means you you, you've done right um I thought I saw someone say that that uh, Campbell's buyout was nine million, but I'm, not sure. I'm trying to validate. At one time, it, it was, was pretty some... darn high, but that's when NFL teams yeah. were kind of sniffing around and some other bigger t- bigger yeah. jobs. Um, I don't know who I want, Webby. I, Jamarcus Shepard's another one that it seems like the players. That's really one. Want. Yeah, yeah. Our buddy Andrew who couldn't draw sign. He kind of threw that out there like the other day, and I was like, at first I was like, whatever. Then I was like, actually, like I, I've talked myself into like him being might be my number one choice right now. I know it's not the I don't know if it'd be the smartest hire just from like, again, he's not, he's never been a full-time offensive coordinator. He's never been a head coach, but it's like, I mean, obviously he knows Purdue. He knows the recruiting landscape. He's from Indiana. Like he's from Fort Wayne. So like, he's obviously got those connections. Um, like people love him. He's a high energy guy. Like he's definitely a guy who could win a locker room over. And, you know, but again, it's all about like, you know, I don't know how his exes and those are, but I think he'd be fun. Yeah, no, he would bring the juice, the players. That's who they seem to want. Um, you know, the last time I've seen a hire happen like that was Notre Dame. I think the players yeah. wanted Freeman, so their AD's like, I don't want player backlash, so I'm going Marcus yeah. Freeman. Eight and four season. Wasn't bad for them, especially with the way it started. Um, but it'll be interesting. I hope the next few days we start hearing of guys that they've kind of locked in on or trying to get interviews with and whatnot because yep. coaching searches can be fun, but they're also extremely stressful. And and this is yeah. a unique situation for you and I as younger Purdue fans. We've never been in this position where a coach leaves Purdue willingly to go right. to a different job. It's either they retire, they get fired, they resign or get asked to resign. Yeah. So this is, this is a rare new territory for us. Yeah can't say i like it but uh, i guess it in some ways it beats the alternate of having awful seasons and having your coach fired so. yeah that's true because this will be the let's see here the fifth purdue football coaching hire that we remember we don't remember coletta yeah. we are alive for him we don't remember him our football memories start with joe tiller and then right. danny hope daryl hazel jeff brom and we've been lucky to only have two basketball coaches, which right. is still crazy. So hopefully it stays that way for a long, long time. Which, yeah. Speaking of which, give us a basketball score update. We are recording this while the Hofstra game is going on. Because yeah, we don't have BTM Plus. Yeah, so we're not BTM actually, Plus. Yeah, we're too, too uh, cheap to pay for it. Uh, as of right now at, what, 739 on my ESPN app, Purdue's up 4731 with 4733. 
sorry, I just jumped ahead like 20 seconds uh, with a minute 50 to go. Um, looks like leading scores right now are uh, Zach Eady, no shocker with 13 points. Braden Smith has eight, two for two from three. Uh, Morton has six, two of two from three. Uh, Coffinrin has four, Newman has six. Lawyer has two. He's having a rough shooting night, 0 for 4 from 3. And uh, Caleb First is 8, 0 of 2 from 3. Uh, pretty good lead. High scoring yeah. now. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. But I uh, go. And Palm defense. Yeah. Going back to the coaching search, we'll, we'll talk Purdue basketball in another pod. I'm sure we'll end up doing another pod uh, maybe either later this weekend or next week. But this one's pretty much just focused on the news that came out today of Jeff Brom leaving Purdue and going to Louisville and where Purdue goes next. Um, you got to. is double double. Uh, of, <laughs> course Thanks, of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he does. Expect nothing less. Keep the headband going. Um, uh, so with this coaching search, you got to think Bobinski's probably going to go offensive mind, right? I think that's the way you have to go um, nowadays. Like, unless like I don't know, unless we're, I, I still don't see us. We're not in Wisconsin. We're not like you know in Iowa where it's like that's like our bread and butter. Like I feel like with Purdue, what we've seen, and, you know, just in our lifetime with Jeff Brom and Joe Tiller, like we won with offense, creative offense. You know, we're not going to unless we can get a guy who can you know flip the narrative. Like we're not getting the the guys up front that can allow us to be a ground and pound, you know, just absolutely, you know, take the air out of the ball type of offense. Like we've got to get creative. We've got to, you know, be. I think it's also too, just with the way that, you know, things are now, he's like, you got to have an exciting product on the field to bring people into the stands. And I think that's kind of the way you've got to go. Right. And that's one thing I'm, I'm, you said bringing people in the stands kind of made a light bulb go off in my head. That's one thing Purdue can pitch too. They are doing renovations to Ross State mm-hmm. Stadium. Yeah, there's a lot so of good things can, going for us. They can pitch that to a, to a head coach. And of course, you got the, the Boilermaker Alliance with the mm-hmm. NIL. I mean, it's not, you know, Columbus, Ohio doesn't have the resources Columbus, Ohio does, but it's better than a lot of places have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because one, one, one name that's intriguing to me that we didn't mention when we were like, rattling, off, rattling off candidates is Jim Leonard at Wisconsin because he made it known last night that he's not going to stay on Luke Fickle's staff. Um, so, maybe we could hire Leonard as long as he gets a good OC with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, that, – that's – Definitely, I mean, may, may kick the tires on for sure. I mean, he's he's out there. I mean, he's he's a, he's had some proven success. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, if, if, I think it's I guess a lot of these guys are going back to Jamarcus Shepard. Was like, you know, if he can get the right guys around him, you know, I think it's that's what really helps. I mean, we kind of saw it with our friends down south with Tom Allen. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, they were you know way well, light years ahead of Purdue. It felt like, but it was because he had really good coordinators. And then when they left, you kind of saw what kind of. What happens when you don't have good coordinators? A big time boiler says yes to Jim. So got a fan there. And uh, Jim Leonard. Uh, boiler Max has two questions. We'll hit them both here. Is Brian Brom interim an addition or an awkward slash unfortunate filler? I think it's the latter. I think it's an unfortunate which, filler, which I, I Which don't, at first I when it, it was announced, I was like, okay, maybe he's not following Jeff. But and then Louisville sites reporting that he is following Jeff. So it's like, this yeah. is weird. Like, this yeah. is just really bizarre i mean i don't i hope this isn't the case but it's like i hope it's just not a chance for like to have again a guy there like you know you know another couple weeks of like being able to talk to these guys about maybe i know forcing them into joining them in louisville like, like if you're but basically has got to be smarter than that doesn't he yeah i mean yeah you gotta yeah, yeah. i don't, I don't know. know i know that you want to be competitive in this bowl game but right now i could care less about citrus bowl 
Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be ugly anyway. So I'm not as excited as I was when it was announced on Sunday. No. So, um, and he also asked a good question here. Where would we rank uh, the Purdue coaching job nationally? Whew. I'm thinking what what jobs are open right now. Well, that's the that's the thing right now. Produce probably the number one. Probably job the best open. job, yeah. Now, when you had Nebraska and Wisconsin open, and obviously, I think we were probably behind those jo- those jobs just right. because of, especially just because of Nebraska, especially just because of you got the resources there that right. can be stupid. Um, but I think yeah, just as of right now, I mean, obviously things can change in the next. I mean, it could change tomorrow in terms of like people getting let go or you know taking other jobs. Um, I think it's got to be the best one available right now, which is again yeah. why you got to act quick. Because I mean, something could happen tomorrow, as, as we kind of already said. Um, we missed the boat on Coach Prime coming to Purdue, so <laughs> yeah, and, and Purdue's a better job than Colorado. Big Ten's oh, better, yeah. better conference than uh, than the Pac-12, and uh, Colorado had to change some stuff uh, as long as they're with their transfer guidelines with academics just to make Prime work. But yeah, good, good for. Them. That it's gonna probably be amazing, or it's gonna be awful, but it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh-huh. Um, other jobs I I see Auburn's filled, Wisconsin's filled, Colorado's filled, Nebraska's filled, Arizona State's filled, Charlotte, USF, Georgia Tech, uh, Liberty. Um, Which I would still rank Purdue against a lot of those jobs. I yeah, had, I mean not all of them, but like obviously I've put Purdue had it happen. Quite a few of them. Uh, and the Big Ten and the Big Ten money really helps. Yeah, I think that's. I think what's going on with the Big Ten and Babinski and what we've got going on in terms of renovation and all that. I think that can be, you know, key pieces in the cell to whoever, you know, they're trying to to, to Stan- interview. Stanford's still open, but I think Purdue's a better job than that. That's a tough place to recruit at. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati just filled, of course. I still think Purdue's a better job in Cincinnati, even though they you made do? the playoff last year. I do. I do. Um, I think Fickle just did wonders there. Even though oh, every, think, yeah, coach, every coach that's been there has done a pretty good job. You know, Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, Mark D'Antonio, Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, Tommy Tuberville. They've all done pretty well there. Um, yeah, as of right now, on December 7th, I think Purdue's the best job available. UNLV's open, but that Purdue's a better job than that. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that. Uh, UAB is open. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good question, though. Uh, the Big Time Boiler uh, says, apparently Jeff wanted Brian to come now, but Brian said no. Apparently Brian may want to break off and call plays. I mean, he's got to eventually. If, if he does have the aspirations of being, um, you know, a head coach on his own, like he's going to have to eventually. I mean, he can't live. Yep. I, mean, I know the, the Brahmin Co. is kind of a family th- affair, and I, <laughs> I know that it obviously rubs people the wrong way, pretty, which I get. Um, uh, supposedly Greg Brom never even fully lived. Yeah, he never even fully moved to Wolf yet. <laughs> it's like if that doesn't tell you anything, then my God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I know Jeff still had a house on there, which I mean, I'm not surprised. Just giving that doesn't surprise me, but I mean, <laughs> he's making millions of dollars. Um, but yeah, what did Greg Brom do? I I don't even know what he I did. I think he was the f- football operations guy. I think, uh, okay. but he was on the sideline during games, got paid a ton of money. Yeah. Um, of all the Brobs, he was my least favorite. So yeah, that's maybe and I only know the guy, so maybe maybe yeah. that's not fair for me to say. I don't know any of the Brobs personally, but yeah, um, but I feel like I feel like Brian's got a, a yeah venture. I mean, why not now? I don't I don't know. I mean, unless he, he just really wants to go back to Louisville too. Like, I mean, I get it. I mean, I hundred percent get it. If I was in their position, and I got a chance to coach at Purdue. I would hundred percent. He was, he was the best player. 
I mean, he was oh, a better yeah. player at Louisville yeah. than, than uh, he and 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 uh, I think Michael Bush was his name. Those were some really good teams. I mean, he was a better player than Jeff was. Um, but if you have the last name Brom, you can't do wrong in, in Louisville. They're going to get treated no, like kings down there. They're going to have a long leash. Um, but it'll be interesting, interesting to see if if things don't go good. It, it'll, it'll just be it'll be interesting to watch. Um, but I, I know Brian tried to get the Kentucky OC job two years ago. But I uh, didn't get it. So, mm-hmm. big time boiler also asked, "Where do you you think, or where do we think Purdue ranks in the Big Ten as far as jobs?" So, fourteen it's jobs overall. out there. Where do you rank Purdue, Webby? Jesus, tough. Or let, let, let me just, I'll, I'll go school by school. You tell me if it's better. Well, we'll we'll say well, we're not going to do Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I think at, at best we are sixth, maybe. I mean, you think Ohio State, Michigan, top two, depending on yep. how you look at it. Penn State's better. Yep. I think Nebraska's a better job just because of yep. resources. Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's better. So I think I think that's about where we can have, start having the conversation. You know, it's, yeah, it starts getting close when you get Iowa in there. Michigan State, they've got a lot of money, of course. Yeah. They shielded out the Mel Tucker. I think Purdue's a better job than Minnesota, um, which Minnesota, I, I saw their tweet today bragging that P.J. – yeah, Whatever. which I mean, I kind of said it to our group chat. I was like, the fact that PJ Fleck lasted longer at, at Minnesota than Brom did at Purdue was yeah. is shocking. It's not a detriment to Brom, which I just thought PJ was like going to have a good couple of years and bolt somewhere better. Do you uh, think Purdue's a better job in Illinois? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, it's tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've definitely got the. I think Purdue has better fan support than Illinois. I 100% agree. Purdue has better fan support, but I think Illinois may have the, uh, the back door deals uh, better they do a better yeah. job with that than uh than purdue would ever probably do uh, their brand's a little bigger yeah the brand's a little bit bigger um it's probably yeah if you may give a nod to illinois on that so i guess at worst we're thinking Purdue's eight or nine at worst yeah so anywhere from yeah. six to i would say six to eight right in that mix yeah obviously better than indiana better than rutgers better than northwestern yep. um better maryland better than maryland uh yeah, but then, then that's where you that, got your Illinois and, and Minnesota. Michigan State's, yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Iowa. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Iowa's just been – it's been Ferentz's job for so yeah. long. I mean, but once again, that's a whole state. Yep. Um, but it's a really good question. Good question. Because it it's not easy. It's not an easy job. But uh, the Big Ten is a one of the premier conferences is not right there with the SEC. So Yeah. That always helps. But – um, any other thoughts on the news from today, coaching candidates, just any anything related to? Uh, I mean, kind of what you said already. I mean, like I, I've had this thought really since probably week three or four of the season when Louisville was struggling out the gate. Um, mm-hmm. There was some like I think it was before even the I think it was before the, the Virginia game. There was like if they lost that game, he was gone. Uh, then they win and they end up kind of having a decent little season, and then. I was kind of, I was like I remember even talking to my dad over this season. I was like I think I think Brom's gone after this year, and he was like, "Oh, there's no way." I'm like, I I don't think it matters. Like our our logic that we're applying the situation doesn't matter. I mean, when when you're talking about you know what Louisville means to him and his family, like mm-hmm. you know, the big there, he's a big family guy, which is you know you credit you know it's obviously very right. admirable. Um, I just think yeah, you can't apply the logic to that situation when it, when it comes to um, you know him just wanting to be home, which I think is something we can all relate to um 
so I kind of then after I was then it was kind of like okay maybe he might stick around after Louisville's turning around. I was like man, can they really force out this guy after he's you know winning this type of stuff? And then they lose Kentucky. I was like okay, there's maybe a chance for them. But then um, then he just I think I think they not necessarily the athletic part. I think I think the boosters maybe fans just gave Satterfield made his life a living hell. I don't blame him for wanting to leave. It's kind mm-hmm. of I actually just heard I was listening to I was trying to work. I was listening to the Boiled Sports podcast and they mentioned that. You know, they're talking people talk about you know Louisville's just a mess. You know, it's a mess basketball wise right now. It's a mess, you know, kind of football wise. But it's like, but to Brom, that's that's his mess. It's kind of like our family. You know, our our families might seem crazy to an outsider, but it's like, hey, that's our family. That's our that's our crazy. And it's like, you know, right. no one's better suited than someone who knows it. So, it 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 sucks when the announcement finally came. It was it, even though you we knew it was coming, like just the signs were there. You know, when there was a lot of smoke. Um, and then, but what actually was announced was like damn it was still a gut punch so like I, this actually it actually it finally happened like part of me is kind of glad too because like we can finally just stop talking about this stuff yes, every off yes. season or i mean i know back in 2019 2020 we weren't talking about it because we were, weren't doing well um but yeah i mean just looking back like a lot of fun times um just the fact that, i mean he i mean it's it was it's so much fun to be in a packed ross eight again um, it's, it's what, it's what I remember growing up with what we remember growing up as kids packed mm-hmm. raw stage, which we didn't have as students, unfortunately, Not even close. I, mean, I mean, I remember like, I mean, and I think about like the students now or who have been there since Brom, like, yeah, like, okay, we're not winning eight, nine games every year. But like, I remember like in school, like talking to people, like they weren't even going to the games at all. They were going to tailgate or, you know, party before, but like, and then I wonder like, oh, those people even fans like today, like, because like you never, I mean, obviously for us, we, we grew up on this, like, this is this is work it's what we do it's a life sentence for us um but like those people who weren't Purdue fans until they got to purdue like i wonder like with basketball and football it's like were they did they even you know followed us as heavily when they graduated because why i mean we sucked why why would you Uh, maybe they got kind of sucked back in when you know basketball's Mm -hmm. doing a lot better and all that but it's like you know you for a lot of these students the, the fandom's built while they're in school and i'm just jealous a lot of these kids now who got to experience you know maybe these seniors who got to experience two back-to-back eight win seasons yep. to end their college career while we were watching us get blown out or Absolutely. lose to northern illinois <laughs> now will will you root for louisville to do well or no probably not i mean i, I think like I, i'm just like <laughs> i was like i have no hard feelings it's all like like when i saw the, the running back team i was like eh. <laughs> yeah that's funny um yeah. Now I will sell cheer for the next year because they Brom returns to Lucas Oil next year. They play Indiana at Lucas Oil next play year. Play the next so. three years. I see. Really, really? Yeah, a little. I think it's a neutral home and home. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think this is a job where he's going to be there for. Assuming he doesn't just absolutely tank. I think he will. Yeah. I think he'll. I think we'll see a whole new kind of Jeff Brom now that he's where he wants to be. I think he'll just absolutely let loose. Um, in that regard, plus again, we've talked about he's got the NIL funding behind him. He may get a little even, it may get some better classes than he got at Purdue. Um, but this could be a job he's there for another 10 years and then he oh, yeah. decides to hang it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to actively root against him, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to feel bad for him if they. I don't want to see him make the playoff. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's, little, that that's, make you a little yeah. Sick. Yeah, make your bowl games is fine, but if they make yeah. the playoffs, that's gonna be where that's where it's gonna really suck. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll meet them in a bowl game down the road. You never know. Yeah, never know. Yeah, Boiler Boiler Max says he ranks Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and then Purdue seventh. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. So, no, I thought you I thought you hit it pretty well there. I you 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 shared a lot of the same thoughts I have. I mean, I didn't want to see him go, but I understand mm-hmm. it. And now I'm just. More concerned of getting the next hire right. 
Right. Cause I mean, again, like kind of, it's it'd be very easy to take a step back and get into sure. that, you know, at worst, I'd want to be Danny Hope again, where we're, you know, fighting for five, right. six weeks, but obviously you want to s- sustain this success. Right. Um, and yeah, I like these eight win seasons. Yeah. They're really fun. Seasons yeah. Are fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really like when it comes to pretty, like, that's what's so funny about being a Purdue fan. It's like we don't have the expectations of like an Ohio State fans, like where you lose one game, it's like, oh my god, season was a total yeah. waste. It was or like Notre Dame fans. Or, yeah, it's like I was like, are you kidding me? Like if we won eleven games, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I like, <laughs> um, yeah. like I didn't know what to do with myself last year. I was like, we just won more the same amount of games in one season as we did the entire time Daryl Hazel was on campus, and like <laughs> it was just absolutely wild. So it's like that's where it's. I mean, it's fun. You know, eight nine wins is awesome. You know, you have the chance to you know maybe pull an upset on you know, some of the big boys and ruin their season. Yep. It's always fun. Keep the bucket, keep the cannon and, yep. and West Lafayette, you know, get Notre Dame back on the schedule, maybe, you know, compete with them, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as we, as we remember, but it's, yeah, I'm not I'm looking for, I mean, obviously I'd like to get to that. Obviously I'd, I'd love to get to that, you know, that status oh, sure. of you know, competing sure. for, our fun, which I mean, the 12 team playoff, you know, we can definitely do it. There could be those years where we have a chance, you know, if you have a good showing in the big 10, yep. win 10 games, not that saying we've ever done that, but you know, you never know. Um, we could get there. Um, whereas before it was, you know, impossible for a Purdue to make a college football playoff. Could, could you imagine if we would have won Saturday and then the Satterfield stuff goes down Monday and all this circus is going on when we're trying to prepare to go to Pasadena and play in the Rose Bowl? Oh my gosh. That would, God, that, that'd, be, that would that'd been, be pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it would. Yeah. That would really suck. <laughs> I was thinking of that today. I'm like, Wow, maybe a good thing we didn't win Saturday. Yeah, because oh man, that would have been like talk about. Because I, I honestly don't think that would. I don't even think that would have mattered for him to that say that wouldn't no. have mattered. That wouldn't have mattered at all. I don't think. I think he again. He did what he came to do. Like it's not like we were playing for the playoff yeah. and like that. Is like it's just another bowl game. I mean, obviously, it's you know the biggest bowl game probably you know out there still just by name. Yep. Um, but I think yeah, that would have been like the highest of highs to just like yeah. <laughs> crash and burn. <laughs> Because he really would have said, "Well, what do you want me to do? I'm leaving you with a Big Ten championship, like right, the championships. Yeah, yeah. So like it would have been like, even more like of a mic drop from the moment. bottom. To now the, we're here, the, the top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it just seemed like the inevitable was coming, and it was a mic drop moment for Jeff Brom to leave and a clean break for both both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobinski, we trust, man. That's all we yeah. can do. That's all we can do. So." But while you're on the internet this week and on social media and keeping up with the latest of the coaching search, you're going to get hungry. Your appetite's going to get up there. You are. That's when you got to call Mad Mushroom, who's not going to leave you for Louisville. <laughs> they are not They are not going to leave you for Louisville. They've been the heart of West Lafayette for many years, and they're going to be for many years to come. And right now you can order the December pizza of the month, brand new pizza of the month for the month of December. That's the breakfast bomb. All you breakfast lovers out there who love pizza, this is the best of both worlds. It's their signature sausage, gravy, onions, green peppers, diced, po- diced potatoes, bacon, cheddar, and mozzarella cheeses served with a side of hot sauce. Starting oh at just God. 14 bucks. Get two of those. Get one of those and a large cheese stick. Put your order over $20. Use discount code BREAK5 when ordering online. That's all caps B-R-E-A-K-5. I'll get you $5 off any order over $20. Once again, that's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And that's not the only sponsor of the podcast. I was actually just thinking, sorry, side tangent. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they're doing it. I don't think they would do it today. It'd be kind of awkward they did. But, you know, whenever (laughs) at some point they bring the football team out, 
on the at a court at Mackey like during halftime or something like a yes. some, like obviously yes. obviously they'll probably they'll have the bucket and they'll probably have the Big right. Ten West trophy with them. Right. But do they do that while well, we still don't have a coach? Like what are they no. gonna like? they, they're gonna wait until yeah. a coach gets hired because yeah. they always bring the coach out anyways. I remember when Daryl Hazel got hired, he came out and like waved everybody at a Michigan State game and then didn't say anything. Went back to his seat. It's like, oh, that was anticlimactic. Should have known right then. Yes, yeah, so that was a sign. That was a sign. Fire up the furnace, Daryl. Fire it up. Uh, yeah, another sponsor who does not make Louisville shirts, as far as we know, and they probably never will at this point. <laughs> but, Good. Uh, that is the shop. The shop. Uh, Brother Breakdown talked about the shop. Shops are making are bringing sports and hometown apparel to fans since 2011 from their humble beginnings in garages and basements. You can find them at two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts. It makes everybody happy. The shop is located in Carmel and Indianapolis, as well as online at theshopindy.com. Make the, they make the best shirts, period. I'm fortunately not wearing one today. I'm wearing one that I bought at the Big Ten Championship. This is the only time that's going to happen. Um, next time you're shopping, use online code BREAKDOWN for 20% off. Christmas is right here. It's, I can't, I mean, it's what, December uh, 7th, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so get those orders in. Get the you know, use promo code BREAKDOWN. Get a nice little discount for the Christmas season. Uh, I'm sure the Let's Play football shirt is heavily discounted now on their website. I have not checked, but it probably will be on sale on clearance very shortly if you uh, still want to get one of those shirts. But uh, they're super comfortable shirts. They fit great. I mean, not only that, they have you know drinkware, uh, hats, sweatshirts, uh, you know, Pacers, Colts, uh, Hoosiers, you know, Bulldogs, you know, Cardinals, all that stuff. Anything Indiana related, best stuff. Uh, two more things here. Boiler Max said, "What is what is an NCAA rule that is fair to athletes, but would deter coaches from poaching athletes while the school that they're tr- leaving is looking for a new coach?" What is an NCAA rule that is fair to athletes, but would deter coaches from poaching athletes? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is to that. There, yeah. there's, it seems like something definitely needs to be in place, but yeah, um, you know, and and, and he's because he's talking about this Indy Star article that was referencing a Purdue recruits getting annoyed by Brahms home visits the last few days before yeah. taking the Louisville job, and you know, I know that I was talking to my mom earlier on the phone today that annoyed her, but I'm like, I'm like, mom, I don't know what you do as a coach because yeah. technically you're still you're still contracted, employed. you're still a Purdue employee, yeah. I guess he could have just sent the rest of his staff out and he didn't have to go on visits, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Cause, that's, cause that's I, I saw question. that too. And I was like, I mean, I get it. Like I'd be annoyed too, but it's also like, I mean, someone on Twitter probably gave great points. Like, you know, if you're, you know, you can't, you're working, you know, if your current employer, if you were decided to look for another job and you were interviewing, like you're still going to go to work and do yeah. what you have to do for your current job. Cause that's what yep. you're employed to do. Like right. obviously, yes, you could quit, but then like, again, that's not, that's not smart business right. sense on any, like no one would do that unless you're right. just so well off that you don't need to work and you can just look for jobs. But like, obviously that includes Jeff Brown who's making, who's made a good living working at Purdue. But yeah, it's like, I get it. Um, I mean, it did suck to see, you know, I know he was in Indianapolis yesterday with a couple doing a couple in-home visits and seeing guys like, okay, well maybe this is, but I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get, mm-hmm. I get both sides of the argument. It's, 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 it's a tough tightrope to walk. It is. It is. Well, good questions so, and good comments for sure. No, really good. Really good. And thanks to everybody who uh, contributed during tonight's show. Made it fun. Anytime you guys are watching or listening, please um, send us questions, comment along during the show. We really appreciate that. Hit that like button, that follow button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Boiler Break Pod on all those. And we're on all of the major podcast platforms. So subscribe there. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll be back this weekend. Maybe we'll have some positive coaching news. Or whenever Purdue announces a coach, look for us to uh, fire up the good old podcast machine shortly after that. So with that said, like always, boiler up, hammer down. Boiler up.